Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I'm going to tell you about fixing a broken course launch, and I'll be talking about my own course launch. I had a pretty rough one back in, I guess, January of 2021, so just a few months ago, and then I relaunched my course as I do roughly quarterly, and it went really well. This was in the March time frame, the end of March, and things went well. So in January, I think I had about four sales and one person actually asked for a refund after a few days. Some people have buyer's remorse, like right after they, they purchase. And depending on their situation, you know, usually I'll work with someone. I'm not trying to charge people if they are not going to use the product and they made a mistake in making the purchase. So anyway, in January, I sold four with one return, so three total, and that was pretty awful. That was the worst I've ever done ever, even worse than the very first product that I ever created and sold. I did worse. So anyway, uh, March was good. I went through and I fixed several things that I thought were an issue. So I'll share the results. Uh, some of the metrics and conversion rates from different points here and there. Hopefully, it'll give you some of a re- some what of a reference point as far as my conversion rate to perhaps help you out or understand what you may be facing in the future if you want to sell your own course or products. And what else? What else will I tell you about that? Uh, see, the thing is, um, I-, I know how to sell this particular course, but a few things just got in the way. So I'll tell you the full backstory and all that stuff. I do also want to give you a little bit of an update on the site growth case study and fairly minor, fairly small. I am working with brand builders on this and they're helping me with the uh, content and some of the link building and promotion activities out there. So the interesting thing, because I was trying to see how well the site is doing compared to last year. So I took a look at the analytics over on Google Analytics to see traffic from February to roughly mid-April of 2020 versus the same period here in 2021. And traffic is up roughly 70%, which is really good. And an interesting thing, you know, when you think back to 2020 in the April timeframe, that's when uh, sort of the world was shutting down quite a bit. So people were maybe buying more stuff online and just browsing a little bit more. So I could actually see the traffic tick up for that period in 2020, which is kind of interesting. So Things are going well. I just heard back from my project manager over at Brand Builders, and I have, I think, roughly 15 to 20 posts that are drafted, and I need to review them and take a look and make sure they're good to go before I hit publish. And one of the cool things that they do is, you know, they draft it in WordPress. I'll take a quick look. If I need or want any changes, I'll let them know and they'll go and fix things. I actually did an episode uh, describing some of this before where the formatting was a little bit off. A couple of the subheadings were different than what I was hoping and what I expected. So I gave some advice, explained exactly what I wanted done, and then provided that direction. They went and made the changes and then I was able to just hit publish after that. So 
they're drafting at this point. And I think I've, I've mentioned a couple of times with this case study, we were a little slow out of the gates. So in January, less was done than I expected. So I feel like we're still playing a little bit of catch up right now. And I haven't seen like a big jump in traffic to new post. I haven't seen a big jump in just a, a, any of the metrics that we would look at. More traffic, more revenue. It's running about even, right? It, it's kind of stagnant right now. There may be a little bit of an uptick here and there. And uh, maybe for a few weeks in late March, I saw a few more impressions. It looked like the trend was going to be continuing, but it actually sort of leveled off. And I can't tell if it was kind of a seasonal up and down or some other some other variable that I don't know about. So anyway, site growth case study, you can check out some of the updates that I published over at Niche Site Project, and I'll put links in the show notes for that so you can check it out. All right, let's get back to this course. So my course is multi-profit site, and I launched it last summer. Uh, I think it was like June, July timeframe. I worked with the group Internet Marketing Gold. There's uh, cool people over there. You have a uh, Let's see. Well, they're cool people over there. I'm not going to do a whole big ad for them or anything like that. They have a bunch of courses over there. And at the time, it was perfect for us to work together. So I was looking to launch a new course in very short order. And that was due to the Amazon commission rate change back in, I think it was April. I don't remember the day, but it was in April of 2020. And they lowered the commission rate. So I needed to sort of reframe and redo my previous course, Five Figure Niche Site. So bef before I even did that, I realized that I needed to make sure my current students at Five Figure Niche Site had the information that they needed. So I created a couple new units to give them some options for other affiliate programs aside from Amazon and other monetization methods. So I kind of put that together really quick, got it out to the students for Five Figure Niche Site so they had the tools that they needed. I also wanted to launch a new course and essentially retire Five Figure Niche Site. So kind of sunset that over the course of several months. So I closed enrollment and didn't let anyone enroll and you know serve the students that were currently in Five Figure Niche Site, as I mentioned before. So this new course, Multi-Profit Site, basically takes into account the fact that Amazon is a good place to start for monetization, but with the commission rates trending lower over time, it's a really good idea to plan on having other monetization methods from the very beginning and to research those areas before you choose your niche so you know you have other options as your site grows. So that's generally the generally the idea with multi-profit site. So I worked together with Internet Marketing Gold because they had a team, I think of like five or six people that worked directly with me on the marketing side, copywriting, video editing, all these other tasks that I usually take care of myself. I was able to get help from them and we, we partnered up and I was very clear, like, hey, I want to own the intellectual property, all the course material. I own that. I can take it and do whatever I want with it in the future. And they, they were fine with that. They just wanted to market it and 
I knew that was going to be a, a great thing. So we had a, a fair profit split, um, depending on, you know, what the certain package was and that sort of thing. So all that worked out fine. It was great working with them. We didn't sell as much as we were hoping. We were hoping for a really big launch and to really have a large email list and set of uh, potential customers and students that would enroll. But we ran into some issues with uh, Facebook ads, which can be tricky for make money online kind of products. So we ran into issues there. However, I think our launch was something like $34,000 back in July of 2020. So pretty, pretty good, less than we hoped. I mean, I, I think we were hoping that we'd hit like a six figure launch, which I, I've never done. I've come close a couple of times, but I thought maybe the fact that I was working with a whole marketing team that they would be able to do a better job than, than I had done in the past. So there were obviously a million variables last year and we were pretty happy. The other thing I know is whenever you launch a course or a product, the first time you do it is a learning experience and you're really just trying to get it out the door. After you launch once or twice, you can refine it after that and try to do a better job. You get more and more information as you launch a course. So I thought this is a good starting point. We could just move forward with this and it's not going to be like a huge deal. And time went on. The course really didn't sell uh, very well after that. So one thing that we did was we just had like an evergreen uh, purchase option. So the course was just always available. If someone uh, somehow navigated over to the sales page, they would be able to purchase it anytime they wanted. There was no scarcity. There was no deadline or anything like that. When that is the case, it's really hard to motivate someone to make a decision because there's so many courses out there. Someone would really have to be interested and probably follow my uh, podcast, probably follow my YouTube channel and really want to take the step. So I, I think between uh, after the, the launch week, all the way to January, I think maybe you know three, four people enrolled. Very small amount. And my previous course, Five Figure Niche Site, I had an evergreen funnel in place where I used a tool called a Deadline Funnel. So each person that signed up for my email list had a unique, individual, specific to them deadline. So you have to do the math and figure out exactly when you want to open up the course and let the person know about it. And then that person would have the ability to purchase up until that point. So there was actually a deadline and it was a real deadline and it added scarcity and it was an effective way to actually make sales uh, all through the year, not during a launch. And it, it was really effective. A lot of people use that. And I, I've mentioned it before. I mean, I'm up front with the marketing tools that I use and I'm not trying to say, um, I'm not trying to pretend that everything's live. Like, you know, we're, we're in an autoresponder series here and you have your own deadline. So I was never trying to trick anyone. Anyway, that worked pretty effectively, but with the new, uh, internet marketing gold multi-profit site collaboration there, we weren't able to add all that deadline funnel piece. So the course was just out there and 
people don't really care to buy things if there's no scarcity. It's kind of a bummer, but that's that's the way it goes. And I mentioned earlier this year, I took all my courses um, from open enrollment all the time and I, I shut them down. So I'm going to open enrollment occasionally whenever I feel like it basically. And it's easier for me to onboard a group of people versus like always having new students starting um, at, at random times potentially. So let me let you know some of the uh, conversion metrics here. So in March, I'll just tell you the March stats here. So in March, there were 1300 page views for the sales page. There were 382 views on the checkout pages. So there are multiple uh, products or I guess offers depending on what a person wants in that course. So there's the standard plan, there's the advanced plan that has some extra units and there's the premium plan which has the advanced units plus one-on-one coaching. So 392 people visited those checkout pages. So they, they actually clicked over to the place where they could enter in their billing information. There were uh, 29 sales, I may have said 28 before, so there were 29 sales. So the conversion rate for my total email list, which is around 10,000 or so, is 0.3%, which is very low, 0.3%. So 29 sales out of roughly 10,000 email subscribers. The conversion rate for people that viewed the sales page though, so people got emails, they went and looked at the sales page. So the conversion rate for the people that actually viewed that sales page is 2.23%. And the conversion rate for people that viewed the checkout page is 7.6%. So overall, it was over a 30K launch. And for that particular week, I brought in uh, roughly $10,000, which is good. And the discrepancy between the 30K and the 10K is there are payment plans. So some people don't have the cash or don't want to pay all the money up front. So I have payment plans so you could pay over the course of 12 months. So that way, the standard plan, for example, the lowest cost plan is $49 per month for 12 months. So it makes it a lot easier versus having to cough up, you know, 600 bucks um, on day one. So some people opt for that. And that means, you know, in essence, I can sort of rely on the fact that there will be people on a regular basis making those monthly payments because they've enrolled in the course. Sure, there are refunds. Sure, some people drop out and they decide, hey, they're going to cancel the recurring payment, but that's okay. I mean, I understand that happens. There's always some a little fallout. There's always people to ask for refunds. So no big deal. That's just part of selling products, no matter what your product is. So let me talk a little bit more in, about the pieces that I fixed. So when I worked with Internet Marketing Gold, there were certain things that I wanted to do, things that I've learned from selling my other courses over the years where I iterated and refined the process over and over again from one quarter to the next. And I learned that certain things worked and certain email uh, approaches for the marketing worked and some things didn't work. And the problem was I, I had very little control over a lot of those aspects. So I, I just couldn't do them. And I would ask like, hey, maybe we can set up, uh, you know, maybe 
these monthly payments and it was kind of a hassle. There wasn't a mechanism in place with the shopping cart that we were using, at least to my knowledge. So I didn't push too hard. I just wanted to get it out the door and then we could adjust from there. So anyway, I wanted to add the monthly payments. I wanted to have um, some, uh, I guess, other email sequences sent out. So of course I could send whatever I want to my email list, but I just, you know, wasn't able to do certain things. So in January, the course was still hosted over at Internet Marketing Gold. However, I wanted to bring everything over to Kajabi, which is a learning management system and really kind of a marketing funnel platform. So my email list is over there. I have a couple other courses and I wanted to bring everything over to Kajabi because I then I have a sort of a fully integrated marketing and learning management tech stack. Everything is right there. I don't have to integrate with uh, Zapier to other applications. It's just much easier. Plus, if I want to send certain emails to people that are in, say, course one, two, and three, but they're not in course four, I can do that very easily on Kajabi where you know I, I would have a really hard time doing that if the course multi-profit site was still hosted at IMG, Internet Marketing Gold. So IMG was very cool. I asked them if I could bring everything over to my side. Um, they weren't actively marketing any uh, of my work at that point, and they've shifted, right? So they shifted to more of a Netflix-style course platform. So basically, if someone has a course, they can sell it over there on internet marketing gold, and then they get some sort of a profit share situation. So from where I sit, I mean, I'll, I'll sell my own shit, you know, I'll sell my own products and I'm going to I'm probably going to be able to sell it better than someone else. And I think the right candidate for, you know, that kind of a profit share situation is someone who maybe doesn't have the right marketing channel and they need other audiences to get a, a hold of. So when, I mean, when I looked at this numbers, I was like, well, I'm not going to profit share with everyone. And then if I'm the one selling my course, well, I don't want to give away like, you know, 50% or more. Plus I have to profit share with everyone else. I, I just didn't think the math was going to work out favorably for me. So I opted out. I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I want to, you know, bring my course over to my platform and then sell it. So I, I think IMG is doing really well. And if you are looking for courses, I think it's a it's a fantastic value. But from a course creator standpoint, I was like, oh man, I'm giving away everything if I, uh, or I'm giving away most of everything if I serve it up on another um, platform like that. So anyway, I pulled it over to Kajabi. IMG was super cool. They were like, yeah, we'll help you migrate it over. Just, I, I was so impressed and happy with how we were able to pull it apart and, you know, no hard feelings. They changed how they were planning on marketing and uh, my course in general, and they were kind of changed their direction. So as I pulled my course over, it took a little while, even with the help that IMG provided in, in the migration. But whenever you have whatever, 50 videos and 
50 lessons in a course, which of those are just ballpark numbers, you have to type in and do things on every single one of those pages to make sure the information is complete and all of that. So there was quite a bit of work and from roughly February to mid-March, I was doing all of that work, like just trying to get everything over there, making sure all the worksheets are in the right place and setting everything up. So once I got it over to Kajabi, I knew that I wanted to market via email as the the primary sales channel. And that's what I've done in the past. It works really well. And one thing I didn't do in January as well was that email marketing campaign. So I haven't gone really in depth on this. And I think, I mean, there are whole courses on how to launch products effectively. And I, I mean, I think I've put together a really good launch sequence, but in short, I send out three emails the week before the launch. I, you know, it's a pre-launch email sequence. And there's three emails there. They're very long emails. They're many pages long. And I've had people tell me these are too long. No one will read it. But it turns out if if you're into it, like if you buy in and you're interested, if I hook you early in that email, a lot of people will read the whole thing. And I frame those three emails for the pre-launch as a mini course, which they are. It actually takes you through an exercise and you learn something and you you think about things through the week. And if I can get you hooked in early on, you'll go through the three email sequence. And its goal is to lead you to a point where you have, you know, produced something or created a new idea, figured something out, you have some kind of an end product. And then the next logical step is to start building your site. And that course, multi-profit site, is the next logical step if you want to follow with a framework that I use and you want to have a formal course to guide you through it. So the pre-launch essentially prepares people and helps them take action and move forward And then the next logical thing is to enroll in the course. Now, if you don't enroll in the course, you still have that output and you can continue on and figure out how to do it on your own. But if you want to use the framework of multi-profit site, you have to enroll in the course. So it all all frames around that. And that's why that pre-launch is so important. And I didn't send that pre-launch out in January. I think I did maybe an abbreviated version of it, but it wasn't the full scope of these three emails, which I carefully crafted over the course of, of years. And I I don't know the word count, but like I said, it's pretty damn long. So that said, I think the pre-launch was really, really essential. And I recommend whenever someone asks me about launching a course or launching a product, I highly recommend a few emails before you sell your thing to get people ready to buy it. So you'll have to figure out how to do that on your own, but it's worked really well for me. And I've seen this on the other side as someone who purchase, purchases courses and gets emails. When people do a good job, you can't wait but to purchase that product. And you can see this, you know, some people do this in like a, you know, sort of the video sales letter uh, bullshit 
um, sometimes the three launch videos, there's a lot of different ways to frame it. And, you know, maybe you do two videos in, instead of like three emails, but the point is you, you are preparing the email list, the, the people that might buy to make the purchase in the following week. So after the pre-launch, uh, another important part was just sending a lot of emails. So the reality is if you don't send a lot of emails, people won't pay attention. So some, some people will, some people are really engaged and they're going to buy right away as soon as the cart opens up. But in reality, the more emails that you send, the more people will buy, the more people will have a look. And it is kind of unfortunate. And and sometimes, you know, you, you get unsubscribes because people don't want to get so many emails. I sent six emails in five days. The key is you want to make the emails entertaining or helpful, even if the person is already enrolled in the course or if they're not going to enroll in the course. Not all the emails are going to be able to do that. So the first email I sent out on Monday, it just announces the fact that the course is open. Very simple. No frills. It's pretty short. Go check it out if you want to enroll in the course. Here are a couple details. Go check it out. And then the very last email, I'm going to skip ahead. So the very last email is the last call. Usually that email is really effective. And I didn't send the sixth email. I didn't send the final last call email in January. And I think it cost me, you know, at least a few sales. It wouldn't have turned everything around, but the fact is you end up with most, or sorry, the majority of your sales are probably going to come on the last day. If you really enforce that deadline and you let people know you're going to make more sales that last day. So for example, I made 16 sales. Oh, actually 17 sales on Friday and a handful of them, the majority of them were after I sent out the last call email. It is effective. It is the second email that I sent on that Friday and it didn't have as much like entertainment in there. It was, Hey, this is the last call. Um, enroll if you want to, here's more details. And like I said, you know, some people are going to get pissed off if you send too many emails, if they understand the scope of like what I'm trying to do. And most of the time I'm, I'm not selling most of the time I'm pointing people in the direction of helpful information. They're not going to get too upset. They understand I have to sell things sometimes and they're not going to unsubscribe. Other people will unsubscribe and that's okay. I can't please everyone. <laughs> and occasionally it's funny, it's been a while, but I used to, you know, send out the sales emails and occasionally people would just reply back with fuck you. And I'm like, well, you signed up for the email list, like just unsubscribe. You don't have to be mean about it. But some people are insane. Like I don't read the emails and I, I've often I'll reply back and I'm just like, Hey, you know, I don't know what's going on in your life. Sorry, buddy. What am I supposed to do with that? But anyway, the point is you got to send out the emails. The more emails you send within reason, the more sales you will get. So I told you about the first email on Monday and then the last email on Friday, all of the other, I guess, four emails. Is that right? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. 
the first email on Friday. The other four emails were exactly what I mentioned, either entertaining or helpful in some way, or I pointed them in the direction of something interesting or helpful. Generally, I was trying to share success stories of either people that use the course directly or people that I have worked with or found the work that I've done helpful or influential in some way. I think I sent out an email where the person wasn't a student of mine specifically in one of these courses, but they used the keyword golden ratio and they had a great success story. So I mentioned the success story maybe have a short testimonial from them about how I provided helpful information or some guidance at some point. And then I'll send send the link over to the content, whether it's a YouTube video or a podcast episode. And then I would also send them over to the course sales page. So again, the key is try to be helpful, try to provide information that they will find entertaining. (laughs) And then even if you're sending more emails than you feel comfortable with, even if the person doesn't want to make the purchase, at least they got something out of it or they laughed at, you know, something funny in the email. If I can, I try to be funny. It doesn't, it doesn't always work out, but you know, you try, you try to do it. So those emails are are so important. And I'll just emphasize, you know, the three pre-launch emails. I think those were key. And then sending out emails that I know would get high open rates because of a good subject line and be very relevant for the, the person that found that subject line interesting. They would also be the right person to purchase the course. So I think all of those things together made it work and boosted from, you know, three sales to 30 and, or 29, 29, but roughly, you know, roughly that ballpark. And I think that's, those are the main things. And the other part that I added was the monthly payments. So I didn't emphasize that um, too much earlier, but with Kajabi, I was able to add monthly payments in a very easy way. So for the three different packages, the standard, advanced, and premium, I was able to add a monthly payment plan. And that was really helpful. You know, it sounds like I I got uh, roughly, well, I didn't look at the stats, but, you know, most of the people ended up with some sort of a payment plan. It is great to make, you know, a lot of the money up front for the people that have the cash to pay up front. But at the same time, having consistent revenue over time is really nice. And the other piece, aside from just having the consistent revenue that I could count on for the next 12 months, when I do these launches um, every quarter, which I'm not sure if I'm going to do every quarter this year or if I'll just do it three times this year. I haven't decided yet. But the point is, when you start stacking the monthly payments on top of each other, it really makes a big difference, right? So if I end up with say $1,800 per month in monthly payments that I know are coming in, if I do another launch in a few months, I have another say $2,000 coming in monthly payments. So they stack on top of each other. So you can see over the course of a year, if you do four of these, you may be able to make another 
whatever, $8,000 per month, just in the sort of scope and size that I'm talking about here on a monthly basis that you could count on. And it's, it's staggered. So it would potentially grow as you launch more and more. And then as time goes on, people finish their payment plan and, you know, it goes back down at that point. But again, it builds on top of each other and it's a very nice way to have reliable income that is not as variable as some of the other sources that you might have. All right. I think that is the main thing. Let me know what you thought of some of these topics. People enjoy the lessons learned that I mentioned a few weeks ago. So I thought this kind of fit in the same realm, some of the same kinds of topics. And I think it goes to show how important it is to iterate and refine your process. It's very, uh, it's interesting too. Like I said, the January launch was worse than the very first product that I launched back in 2013, at the very end of 2013. I sold more (laughs) than my very first try than I did in January. So things were odd and I wasn't 100% sure why it flopped so bad, but I'm glad I went back and tried really hard to ID the areas that were weak and I improved them and luckily I got good results. The thing is, um, the market has shifted, things have changed. So I wasn't quite sure like, oh, is this product not what people want anymore? Or am I just selling it in a really terrible way and no one wants to buy it because I didn't convince them that it was useful. So luckily people still like it. And uh, for the folks that did enroll in the course, I really do appreciate it. And I, I've enjoyed working with you so far. Keep an eye out for uh, you know future course launches out there. And let me know what you think of this episode. Feedback at Doug.show. Would love to hear from you if you have any questions about the launch or any of the details. Or if you have a tip for me, that's even better. I love to learn. I'd love to do even better than I did before. So have a great day out there and we'll catch you on the next episode. 